the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2 When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. Pride will distort your decision-making ability. An arrogant, conceited, or haughty person is going to make costly mistakes in life, but a humble and modest man will be able to clearly see the difference between right and wrong, truth and error, wisdom and folly. Your greatness depends on getting rid of all pride in your life. God inspired King Solomon to be your personal counselor, and he wrote his wisdom in the book of Proverbs in the Bible. The wisest king that ever lived wrote down important advice for your success and prosperity. Pride will cause you to make foolish choices that will eventually shame you. Humility will lead you to make wise choices. The worst thing you can have in your life is pride. It will cost you more than any other character fault. Conceit will deceive you into folly, which will quickly and surely shame you. But humility leads to wisdom, which protects men from foolish mistakes and their resulting shame. Do you grasp the importance of this lesson? You will never hear or read a more important warning for your life. Pride will destroy you, but it will destroy you disgracefully and shamefully before all men. Humility, on the other hand, will lift you up before both God and good men. A fool is a horrible thing, as Solomon often taught in the book of Proverbs. But there is a person worse than a fool, a proud fool. He wrote, Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. That is Proverbs 26, 12. There is little hope for a fool, because he is a loser. But there is no hope for a proud fool. His arrogance will keep him from learning any instruction or receiving any correction. Pride blinds men. They will not accept the wisdom to avoid trouble and shame. They resent being taught or corrected by others. They are way overconfident. They arrogantly rush on in their high opinion of their thoughts and ideas. Such pride brings folly, which then brings shame. Hate pride and arrogance. Listen to your wise counselor. He wrote, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Solomon wrote that in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13. Fearing God, the key to God's blessing in life, requires you to hate pride and arrogance. Pride is a heinous evil. It began with the devil. It was this sin that caused Satan's downfall. Lucifer was not content as God's anointed cherub. He wanted to be like the Most High God. So God threw him out of heaven to his everlasting shame. The smoke of his eternal torment will be heaven's incense. Do you hate pride and arrogance? Did you hear the description of pride's effect on the devil. Pride is the devil's sin. Pride ruined the glorious life of the universe's highest creature. Pride caused his everlasting shame and torment. 
Pride is the worst thing you can have in your life. It will cost you more than any other sin. Consider some examples from history. Due to pride, Pharaoh, the greatest king of that time, destroyed himself, his family, his nation, and his army. Men have laughed at his destruction and shame for the last 3,500 years. Even children rejoice and laugh at the frogs in Pharaoh's bed and bread for his pride. Due to pride, the Philistines fought against Israel in spite of remembering what God had done to Egypt 500 years earlier. After capturing the Ark of the Covenant of God, they put it before their idol Dagon, which promptly fell down and worshipped it. God then gave the whole nation an epidemic of hemorrhoids, and the only way they could find relief was to return the ark with five golden hemorrhoids as a peace offering. You can read about this in 1 Samuel chapters 5 and 6. Consider their shame. The whole nation of Philistia scratched their secret parts, and there was no preparation H for them. Their only relief was to mold five golden hemorrhoids. God laughed at their shame. He inspired Psalm 78 and verse 66 for this historical event, which rejoices in these words. And he smote his enemies in the hinder parts. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Indeed he did. The nation of Philistia was put to perpetual shame for their pride. What a peace offering they had to make to the Most High God. Who modeled those hemorrhoids for their craftsmen? Due to pride, King Nebuchadnezzar, the greatest and most glorious king of all time, spent seven years crawling around a field on his hands and knees. He ate grass like an ox. His hairs grew out like eagle feathers, and his nails grew out like bird claws. And he wrote the whole story down and sent it to his entire empire in their languages. What trouble! What shame! And it was all because of pride. You can read about that event in Daniel chapter 4. Due to pride, Herod Agrippa I, the king of Judea, from 37 to 44 A.D., who killed the apostle James and tried to kill the apostle Peter, was struck by the angel of God and eaten of worms for proudly receiving excessive praise from the citizens of Tyre and Sidon. Josephus confirms his death in his history. Do not forget these other historical examples. How about the Tower of Babel, Miriam and her leprosy, Korah being swallowed up by the earth, Balaam being rebuked by his own ass, King Isaiah with facial leprosy, Haman being hung on his own gallows, Absalom being hung in a tree, and Belshazzar having a hand right about his ruin on the wall of his palace. These are other examples of shameful consequences for pride. But now, celebrating the shame of others, which is truly an act of holy worship to God, is over. It is your turn. Where is pride in your life? Look closely. Look carefully. Do you ever feel pride puffing you up? Does it cause you to bristle or burn with envy at the success of others? What is pride? It is a high 
or conceited opinion of your own qualities, of your own accomplishments, or of your own assets or estate or position in life, which leads to feelings and an attitude of superiority over and contempt for others. It is inordinate or extreme self-esteem. What is conceit? It is an overweening opinion of yourself. It is an overestimation of your own qualities, and it is personal vanity or pride. Pride thinks you are important. Pride enjoys conversations and events about you. Pride believes your thoughts and opinions are right. Pride resents correction and instruction. Pride envies the advantages, abilities, or honors of others. Pride ignores asking others for advice. Pride looks down on others. Read this description again, or hear it again, dear listener. God is jealous. His name is jealous. He is able, and he will, abase those who walk in pride. He will bring them down. He sees and knows the very thoughts and intents of your heart. You need to examine yourself closely, find any seeds of pride in your life, and root them out quickly and completely. He will help you if you will ask Him. In God's sight, you are nothing, and even less than nothing. You are a worm before Him. These are statements from the Bible. You are a mere creature whose breath is in your nostrils. Therefore, He hates the proud, and He will crush them like a moth and melt them like wax. Wisdom learns to love this truth, for it will help teach you humility. Pride is a temptation for every man, and it is one of Satan's favorite devices to corrupt men. He tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden to be like God, and he tempted Jesus Christ with the kingdoms of this world. Your depraved heart is filled with it by nature. You are already a proud fool if you think you do not have a problem or temptation with it. Only those who know they are proud are learning humility. To think you have beaten pride is to prove your arrogant conceit. Be careful. Today, pride is exalted and promoted by calling it self-esteem or self-confidence. And then it is taught as the cure for many of man's problems. Books are sold about looking out for number one. And songs are sung about self-love as the greatest love of all. Social media is considered nearly necessary for life, although it is little more than narcissist conceit. You must start at home. You must root pride out of your own soul, and then you must root it out of your family. Parents must make it the highest priority to teach humility and eliminate visible pride from their children. Pastors must root it out of their churches. Ministers cannot have pride or self-will, for it will cause them to run amuck in the work of God. They cannot be self-promoters. Teachers and rulers must first be humble enough to examine themselves critically and to learn from others before they should be put in a position to teach and examine those under their authority. Pride causes folly, which then brings shame. It blinds men because they presume they are always right. So they reject and resent counsel and correction that could help them. They disrespect those in authority. They make hasty decisions 
for they cannot possibly be wrong. Pride causes strife, for proud men will fight to defend their ideas or their position. They cannot stoop to serve others unless it serves them best, and they will not admit mistakes to either God or men. Such a course and such conduct will lead a man to foolish decisions and stubborn rebellion and the horrible consequences that result, destruction and shame. Lowliness is wisdom. The humble man does not trust his knowledge or his motives. He trembles before God's word. He appreciates and esteems the advice of others. He takes correction cheerfully. He quickly confesses mistakes, and he alters his life accordingly. He will be blessed. Humility is the sure road to wisdom, which saves a man from trouble and shame, but only the lowly ever find it. The proud are blinded from true wisdom by their conceit, and the jealous God of heaven will keep them blinded, so that he can bless his humble and modest children with wisdom. Can you see the importance of getting down? God will never bless a man with a proud spirit. He draws near to the man with a humble spirit. If you choose pride, God will resist you and humble you painfully. If you choose humility cheerfully, God will raise you up gloriously. The Bible promises this. It is far better to be a poor, humble man than to be a rich, proud man. For God will soon make a great reversal of fortune. Look for it. Jesus Christ showed the greatest humility and wisdom when he came from heaven's glory to live in poverty and die in obscurity and pain. He despised the shame of his humility. It did not bother him. He ignored it. But God has now highly exalted him far above all principalities and powers, yea, even far above the devil and all his angels. There is no more humility in the blessed and only potentate, the Lord Jesus Christ, for he is worthy of all your praise and adoration. Let him be your glory and your worship, not yourself.